0: Hi everyone, I'm Christopher Kakuyo-sensei, and I'm a sensei of the Salt Lake Buddhist Fellowship. We are an independent, transsectarian, all-inclusive American sangha in the Mahayana tradition. The Way of Oneness podcast is a collection of our Dharma Talks, delivered at our Salt Lake City Fellowship Sangha. Enjoy the Dharma Talk. We
1: spoke about going for refuge in the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, and how that movement towards refuge is what the Tisarana ceremony is about, the ceremony where we become a Buddhist publicly. Last week, we discussed going for refuge to the Buddha, and today I want to share a few ideas about going refuge to the second of the three jewels, the Buddha way, or the Dharma going for refuge to the Dharma. When the Buddha was nearing the final days of his 84 years of life, and he was old, sick, somebody want get that? <laughs> <laughs> come as you are. The yes, <laughs> the Dharma's calling. The phone is more than welcome to come alone. <laughs> come as you are. Okay, uh, so the second of the three jewels is the Dharma or going for refuge to the Dharma. When the Buddha was nearing the final 84 years of his life, sick from food poisoning, and nearing his own death, he was still teaching. And this is one of the things he taught on his last days on earth. He said to his disciples, be an island unto yourself. Let the Dharma be an island and a refuge to you. Let the Dharma be a light and a refuge for you. So when we go to refuge to the Dharma, we are just following the injunctions of the historical Buddha from 2,500 years ago. I think the first thing we may want to attempt is a definition of Dharma. What is the meaning of Dharma? The word Dharma has been translated various ways at various times. The word origin means to hold or to maintain, to keep. And yet it is a hard word to translate because it has so many meanings over so many years and different religions. A general definition uh, at the time of the Buddha was that it would be all the rights, obligations, and the right way of living that would include the religious rites of the Brahmanical religion that was the religion at the time of the Buddha. In the Buddhist perspective, it took on the meaning of the cosmic order, or reality as it is. Also law, the law of karma, and all the other teachings of the Buddha. Bhikkhu Bodhi explains, quote, the Dharma refuge is the Buddha's teachings, the conceptually formulated, verbally expressed set of doctrines taught by or deriving from the historical figure Gotama. And I also appreciate this quote from another anonymous Buddhist teacher quote, Taking refuge in the Dharma then begins with getting to know what the Buddha taught. This requires faith. But faith in the Buddhist sense means trust, not belief. Indeed, Buddhist doctrines don't always make immediate sense. Their wisdom is revealed as you practice them and observe them at work in your own life. To simply accept a doctrine as true without understanding it or testing it is not faith in a Buddhist sense. End quote. So as you can see from this quote, Going for refuge to the Dharma is not just accepting the teachings of the Buddha in the same way we accept the fact that eating well and working out are good for you. That is only an intellectual acknowledgement. Going for refuge to the Dharma means much more than that. It means doing something about what we know. It's about getting out of the conceptual and into the everyday. Many appreciate and value the teachings of the Buddha, post endless memes with quotes he said and ones he never said. And there are some who got out of bad marriages because of those memes, or other quote books they've read from the Buddha. They may have freed themselves from bad jobs of something they read because of something they read, or a Buddhist podcast they've listened to. And all of this is fruits of the teaching. At the same time, going for refuge is more than just an intellectual appreciation of the Buddha's brains. Here are the words of Thich Nhat Hanh on this very idea. Just made me think of Bad Brains. You guys remember that band? Yeah, yeah. nobody remembers Bad Brains? <laughs> New band, Buddha's Brains. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Thich Nhat Hanh says, quote, Dharma books and tapes are valuable, but the true Dharma is revealed through our life and our practice. Whenever the Four Noble Truths and the Noble Eightfold Path are practiced, the living Dharma is there. There are 84,000 Dharma doors. Sitting meditation is one door. Walking meditation is another. To take refuge in the Dharma is to choose the doors that are most appropriate for us. Dharma is great compassion, understanding, and love. Going for refuge is not simply an activity of thinking, of ideas or concepts, but the walking the path the Buddha laid out. It is an activity of the heart. It's important to note that in Chinese, the same character is used to convey heart and mind, in that the two are seen by the Chinese as one inseparable heart mind. Taking refuge in the Dharma can be seen as taking the teachings from the conceptual to the everyday. We take refuge in the Dharma in here, not anywhere else. Taking refuge in the Dharma can be seen as taking the teachings from the conceptual to the everyday. It is making the teachings real. Which leads to my next point. In Tibetan, refuge has two aspects of going to refuge. Inner refuge and outer refuge. Outer refuge of the Dharma would be the actual teachings of the Buddha. So, what could it mean when we say we take refuge on the inner dharma? The inner dharma. I appreciate this line from Sangye Kadro. She's a teacher in the Tibetan tradition. and She says, quote, inner dharma is our own natural wisdom that can distinguish real from false. When the Buddha told his disciples to be an island unto themselves, he was not telling them to be selfish or that they did not need others, but he was indicating that we all need to be one with the teachings. It's like one of those games where you ask, if you were stranded on a deserted island, what would you take with you? Here, the Buddha is telling them, the only thing you need on your island is the Dharma. Going for refuge in the Dharma means we take the words, the teachings of the Buddha, and plant them in our hearts so that they can grow and reveal to us our true, boundless, and luminous selves. For me, becoming an island is bringing the teachings into my heart and finally letting go of what others have told me my whole life, Who I was supposed to be. It's about finally letting go of all the stories I create to attempt to feel safe, avoid my own suffering, and learn to love. Finally. It's about letting go of the stories that have kept me from being really who I am an unrepeatable and yet ordinary, beautiful human being as kuya Mino from the Creston Zen Center has taught quote when we take refuge in the Dharma we acknowledge the wisdom and compassion in those teachings and through meditation and training we express them in our everyday life so going for refuge is an action it's not just an ascent of yes I really like the teachings of the Buddha he's a cool dude it's more than that. And when we participate in the Tisarana ceremony, when we go for refuge in the Dharma, we are publicly expressing our aspiration to take the compassionate teachings of the Buddha and plant them in our hearts and minds. Taking refuge in the Dharma is not something mystical. It is a straightforward act in its simplicity and it has transformative power. It is the ability to see the world and to see ourselves as we really are and not through the lens of our conditioning or woundedness. You know, the first noble truth, in the midst of life there is suffering. We all know that. We know that from a very real, visceral sense. But how many times have we known that and said there was something wrong with us? There's something wrong with me. I'm defective. I'm broken. I'm sinful. That's why I'm suffering. And the teachings of the Dharma take away that mask and that
0: illusion of that being real,
1: that being The Dharma is this idea of Buddha nature in all things, in everyone, in our heart, in our desire to be compassionate, to be in the moment, to be aware of life, to live life, to be in the flow of now. That is the Dharma. The Dharma are the myriad of things that wake us up to get beyond our small. Little ego cells that plant a plantain between two grapes. The Dharma is in a bird's call, is in a child's laugh, is in the tears of a friend, and you being present with it. It's you crying alone and feeling your shame of hurting. And allowing it to be okay for the first time in your life. Or taking the courage to finally say, this is not me. I am greater than this. When we say we take refuge in the Dharma, we take refuge in all of this. in All of this. And applying it in our everyday life. But we're faced with that driver who cuts us off, and we start assigning to them all kinds of horrible um, characteristics, and we're positive that they're the most human, worst human being in the world. We can apply the Dharma. We go to work and we're struggling with our, our managers. We can apply the Dharma. We're dealing with our children in the morning. We can apply the Dharma. We're sitting on our front porch drinking a cup of coffee and we stop for a second to notice the light and the way it goes through the leaves on the tree you didn't ever really look at before. All these are the Dharma. It's what we take refuge in and it's what not only we take refuge in but what transforms us. I like this from Sylvia Boorstein. She says, quote, When I think about taking refuge in the Dharma, I think about what a relief it is to have had so many people practice before me. I don't have to reinvent the wheel. The fact that the path of practice has worked for so many others gives me confidence that it can work for me as well. End quote. In closing. When my my mind falls into well worn paths of self hate, shame, or greed, of fear or anger, I can return to the teachings of the Buddha as my refuge, as a refuge from the ranting and raving of my small ego self and all of its knowing. I can sit with my heart, mind, still with my breath and with what the Buddha has taught me. I can chant Namu Amida Butsu and know that I am accepted just as I am, no conditions. And from this refuge of this teaching and compassionate activity, I can rise above those habitual paths of thinking into a clear, calm space of beautiful and boundless not knowing.
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast. The Way of Oneness is produced by the Salt Lake City Buddhist Fellowship, an all-inclusive transsectarian American Sangha in the spirit of Bright Dawn Way of Oneness Buddhism. To learn more about the fellowship, please contact us at saltlakebuddhist.org. Our website will give information about meetings and other services that we provide the community. Again, thank you for listening.